It's like we've always said, enough monkeys and enough typewriters. Well, enough mRNA viruses and enough replications, sometimes they hit the jackpot. And it seems like uh, Omicron hit the jackpot and came up with a couple of mutations that really improved its ability to be transmitted. Jim Setzer has a master's in public health. He's a retired epidemiologist, was an instructor for 11 years at Emory, spent most of his career in international development, working in developing countries, and most recently was a regional advisor for the Oregon Health Authority for Infectious Disease and has come on the podcast to talk Omicron. Jim, thank you so much for coming on. So first question, where did Omicron come from? It came from arithmetic. It mm -hmm. came from arithmetic. What do, you, what do I mean by that? Viruses exist to replicate, three proofs. That's all they do. And we also know from, you know, that the more they, the, the, the replication process is complex, mistakes occur. Sometimes those mistakes are fatal, if you will, and end up going nowhere. Sometimes they give the organism a, a competitive advantage in in their transmissibility it's like we've always said enough monkeys and enough typewriters well enough mrna viruses and enough replications sometimes they hit the jackpot and it seems like uh, omicron hit the jackpot and came up with a couple of mutations that really improved its ability to be transmitted now in general as viruses sort of evolve and 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 mutate they this is they generally they generally evolve towards greater transmissibility but less severity in illness in their host because if they're too good at killing the host the host dies and they they can't they they can't continue to be transmitted and so uh they evolve in the direction and this seems to be what omicron's doing it, it developed through billions, trillions, gazillions of replications with one and two of those, we all remember the DNA, the, the double helix, you know, one or two uh, typos can make a huge difference in the structure of those spike proteins, mm -hmm. which makes them mm -hmm. more or less uh, adaptable or more or less defendable by the human body and such. Now, most people say, you know, so that's so there's that that's the sort of the biology side where did it come from well the, the first appearance of it seems to have been documented in south africa what i would say about that is is that i don't know if that's where this sort of sort of agglomeration of mutations occurred for the first time to create the first omicron right. virus but good on south africa that they had the the ability to identify it one and number two is the accountability or the, the transparency to actually tell everybody. 100%. You and I spent many years working yeah. in, in various countries in Africa. You and I met in Namibia, yep. a country that's, that's near and dear to my heart and for many years yeah. was part of South Africa. And actually, we owe a great debt of thanks to South Africa because they identified this mutation so quickly. And as you said, we're completely transparent and shared it immediately. Here in the United States of America, we're not doing the same amount of sequencing that a country like South Africa is doing. Yeah, we've lagged behind much of the world, even in, you know, 
previously in the, yeah. in the pandemic in terms of our testing, sequencing. tracing, everything. And also just in general, and we're still suffering this with testing. Yep. The availability, you know, sort of, 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 of testing, which is how okay, you get so the sequencing. Yeah, which yeah. is how you get the sequencing. But anyway, good on South Africa. And thank goodness that they were, because not every country might have been so uh, willing to, you know, and they've they've taken a lot of grief about it, but it's not, I mean, no, you know. They're, they're doing best practices. And I, I actually, yeah. uh, shame on the Biden administration for following the same racist playbook that the Trump administration did in banning travel from South right. Africa and all this stuff. I think they're going to take the lid off it at uh, soon, apparently. Yeah, uh, well, New York City had this. We're recording this on Saturday, the 26th. New York City had 32,000 cases today, so which is a one day record, biggest increase, uh, one day increase. So, yeah, I, I think it's we can stop the ban on South African travel at this point. It, it, people coming going to and from south africa that's the least of our worries with regard to the spread of this particular var variant and, and exactly yes yeah. so let's talk best practices to stop infection what what can and should people be doing right now if they're not vaccinated and boosted you know in my estimation they should be doing everything possible that has two good effects number one is it does cut down on the transmission vaccinated people don't get sick at the same rate you can still get sick uh, and, and then of course we also know that you don't get as sick uh, and so that's that's good but it doesn't it, you know so vaccinated and boosted is good but it's not enough on a community level i think at some point that we thought here in the u.s that we would vaccinate our way out of this and omicron has taught us all you know <laughs> is if we needed more lessons in humility, it gave us one. Exactly. Uh, and so uh, I think that I think that we need to continue, we need to test, test a lot. You know, there's been a lot of talk over the holidays about if you're getting together with people, you don't know vaccination status, test ahead of time. Again, the, the, the at-home quick tests, these antigen tests, they're not infallible, but they're great. They're great. And you do get some false negatives. And, and part of that has to do like where your viral load, you know, is at the time, you know, if you take it too soon after exposure, you might not be ready to test positive. So they're not 100%. And uh, then again, we, you know, we still have our good old masks and distancing outside or ventilated areas. So I think it's not like any one of those things is it's kind of like if we can layer them it's our it's 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 our best uh, uh the, the, the swiss cheese approach. approach yeah and, and to your yeah. point about masks right now masks are effective masks meaning kn95 or n95 yeah. are the best tool we have to prevent transmission and one of the challenges has been getting the real deal kn95 mask or n95 mask because sometimes you don't know which distributor to trust and so on and so forth. So New York Magazine had an article about where to get masks and I'll post that in the company they recommend, which is nice. Well Before. And Well Before has a website called wellbefore.com. It's where I've ordered my N95 masks. I have a, with, I'm here with my parents in New York City. Maybe a month ago, we got a box of a hundred of them um, and it was perfect. So I'll put both of those in the show notes. But wearing yeah. an N95 or a KN95 mask is your uh, most effective tool right now. 
but unfortunately, uh, there's still problems, and it's all this, you know, supply chain mm -hmm. topic, you know, thing. Uh, my my wife was supposed to go back to work tomorrow, uh, and one of the new requirements was everybody is going to wear uh, N95s, and they haven't been able to get them. So mm. uh, uh, personally, she's happy because she likes working at home. <laughs> right. Right. They're going into the office. So in this case, right. you know, it, too bad, even though it did work to her personal uh, preferences or advantage. Mm -hmm. uh, but keep on masking. I can only speak from personal experience out here. The masking is really very much optional, mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, and in the grocery store, I don't know, maybe somewhere less than half, maybe a third of people are still wearing masks and such. That's and crazy. so we we haven't seen this we haven't seen a spike yet but it would be foolish to think we were going to dodge <laughs> right that bull. it's just a it's a it's a matter of time you know personally the best you can do is is go down into like low we don't need to do lockdown but you know go into crowd avoidance yet you know we'll go back yep. to sh grocery shopping at seven o'clock in the morning and i just double check the numbers so it's in New York City, it's 31,024 cases, not 32,000. But still, single day record, single day increase. And this is yesterday, which I'm sure the test, the test no, no, the, processed the, are four or five days old. Yeah. And the, and the, I mean, the curves you're seeing, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, you're not even just a hockey stick. Straight up. Straight up. Yeah. I mean, this, is this, up. is this the fastest spreading disease in, in recorded history? I, I, well, you, you, it, it could well be, you know. Now let's let's you know we've only been recording disease spread since right. you know whenever it was that you know John Snow famously pulled the 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 handle off the Broad Street pump to stop the cholera epidemic in London mm. uh, in about 1880 I, I think it it was but anyway yeah. you know epidemiology is a relatively new sort of scientific endeavor but uh, I, I it's it's unbelievable it's it's. Mm -hmm. You know, people smarter than I are say are are, are in disbelief. So I I, I, right. I I accept that. Yeah. Next million dollar question is where are we headed? Well, the, you know, the good news is is it seems like South Africa may have already topped out. Yeah, and the, so it's, it's declining almost as fast as it rose. Exactly. And so the good news is, and, and, you know, and this is sort of a normal epidemiologic thing is is that the Omicron may allow us to to reach herd immunity, Omicron plus vaccination may allow us to reach herd immunity without uh, millions of deaths. 800,000 people in the United States alone, that's, that's enough. But if we had done nothing from January 2020 on, it would have certain, you know, you know, Denmark experimented with, well, we'll just let it go. Sweden, Young people Sweden aren't did. that, let it go, we'll achieve herd immunity and we'll take our chances with the the elderly and the vulnerable and such it would have that would have been uh, horrific the, the the flip side though we might Jim be able is, to get is... there without so much mortality that's what i'm right hoping. that that's I, I don't know kind of glass half half full yeah there but the, the flip side of eight hundred thousand deaths and counting unfortunately in the u.s is with a better response it should be half that people will have to come to terms with themselves over what they did or didn't do. Yeah, it could have been better. I mean, yeah. we know that.
We, yeah. we, we know that. Do you think this ends? Do you think five months from now we're dealing with whatever Greek, uh, Greek Wait. name for, you know, what it begins with a U or V or Yeah, yeah, right, right. Wait. Zeta. 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 Uh, well, you know, we have influenza every year. Mm -hmm. And every year there's a new variant. And we try to predict what that, you know, they look at what's sort of popping up and they try to figure out which one is going to be the one. And, and then they, 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 that's where we try to try to create our vaccines. So it may evolve into this cat and mouse epidemiology, virology, uh, immunology, uh, vaccine technology game, very much the same. And we may end up getting COVID shots every year, the same way we get, uh, influenza shots. shots every year right you know right uh last question so with the home rapid tests assuming people can get access to to multiple tests which is not something that should be necessarily assumed yeah what's right the now, best way yeah what's the best way to use the the home rapid tests and how reliable are they i i would say you don't need to just do them routinely because you're not going to be able to do anyway mm -hmm. I, you know it, but if it I would keep, if I had one, I would keep it around here. And if I was knowingly exposed, vaxxed and boosted, but if I was knowingly exposed, if a, a coworker or one of my, you know, relative craft or yeah. relatives or one of my craft beer and pizza buddies from Friday afternoons were to call and, and say, you know, I, then, then I would test. Right. Uh, and, and such. And so I don't think we need to be testing if I were if I, if I were going to fly home to see or fly back to the East Coast to see my kids or grandkids or my, my mom, you know, my 91 year old mom, I would test before I go to make sure that I'm not bringing something in, you know, because in the case of my grandkids or my mom, you know, you've got people who are vulnerable. Right. Highly, and, and highly vulnerable. What I've seen in the reporting is that Omicron has a much shorter infection transmission window of about they think about five days so what yeah. i've seen is basically the first two days of infection when it's incubating it's unlikely that a, a rapid test is going to pick that up a pcr up. test right yeah. will probably pick it up but a rapid test won't so there's also that to sort of keep in mind that you know if you've been exposed doing a rapid test on day one or day two is probably not going to give you anything useful um, right. and, but then right. three four and five days three four and five somebody as we know can be asymptomatic but and infected that, and transmitting the virus and a rapid test that, should pick that up hopefully yeah yeah no you're absolutely correct ben the the other side of that is is that if you're not experiencing symptoms i think most medical care providers wouldn't give you a pcr test at this point in time because right. that would flood the system and then it ends up being three four days till you get your results back and then, and then of course, then you're in the infectious period, and the, you know the the cat and the viruses are out of the bag. Um, right. So, which is which uh, is part of where we are in New York City, where we're setting record number of cases, but you know it's it's a three or four or five hour wait to get a PCR test, a five day turnaround, and yeah. uh, so at that point, it's essentially almost move, not helpful move. at all. Yeah. Right. So we're setting right. these record number of, and of course it's, it was Christmas yesterday and the 24th, the day before that. So, you know, I'm sure a lot of testing sites were closed. I'm sure it's taking even longer. So we're setting these record number of cases with, you know, not the best 
um, setup for testing and, and yeah. processing those tests. The, 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 only, the only solace you can, you can get there is that most of the people will have only very mild symptoms. Yeah, so, so everybody, the take home message is masks, uh, hope preferably N95 or KN95. I'll have a link in the show notes to the New yep. York Magazine article and, and the actual website well before that I referenced. Get vaccinated, get your booster if you haven't. Try to stay away from in, indoor gatherings. Be in places that are well ventilated if you are indoors yeah. and, and take precautions. That was my conversation with Jim Setzer. This is Ben Guest and you can find all of my work at benbo.substack.com. That's benbo.substack.com. If you found today's podcast useful, please like on your podcast platform of choice. That really helps us out. Thank you. Stay safe. Have a great day.